Oh, I think the racetrack telephoned ahead that I was coming. Hunt, James Hunt. What's the matter? No one ever seen a spot of blood before. Are you all right? Absolutely fine. We all thought you'd been in an accident. I have. If you call a friendly disagreement with another driver an accident. What did you disagree about? It's none of your business. <clears throat> Sorry. His wife. That's going to need a couple of stitches. It's a nasty cut. It's a nasty blow. Done with a bloody crowbar. Why? What did you do? Nothing. Only what she asked me to do. Which was? I'd be happy to show you if you like. And welcome back to the Film Wheel cast. Welcome back if you are a Formula One fan. If you like Thor, well, he's not in it, but the actor is. Uh, fast cars, Nicky Lauda, Germans, rats, crashes. It's all there. A more realistic depiction of a Days of Thunder, perhaps. It's you. He's How Aust- are you? Hello, mate. How are you doing? He's Austrian, isn't he? Yes, he is. He is. He is. Uh, yeah. he, he does get referred to as a kraut, which is obviously a, a not very nice German expression um, well. for some people. Uh, and he does get referred to as German in the film. But yes, he definitely is Austrian. Um, uh, people yeah. think he's German uh, initially, I think. I think, so, I think some of the engineers and stuff are uh, yeah. uh, James Hunt. But yes, we're, we're, we're talking roughly 2013 film directed by Ron Howard, written by Peter Morgan, as I'm looking at. Um, obviously stars Daniel Brawl, who... Uh, plays a fantastic Nicky Lauda, Chris Hemsworth, Olivia Wilde, and more. We'll get into that in a second. But, basically, <clears throat> the storyline is set against the sexy, glamorous age of Formula One racing in the 70s. The film is based on a true story of great sporting rivalry between the handsome English playboy James Hunt and his methodical, brilliant opponent, Austrian driver Nicky Lauda. The story follows basically the, the, the distinct 1976 season where they both fought for the title. Nicky Lauda had a massive crash. Um, Ferrari was slightly controversial and it all came to a head at the last Grand Prix. Really, who wanted it more? So, I mean, Stu, you used to be, I mean, you, you used to be a hardcore F1 fan like myself. Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah. Now you are a softcore F1 fan, as in you watch it occasionally, right? I do, yeah. It's what, boring. What stopped you from watching it? Um, I stopped watching it really after Schumacher retired. I mean, every uh, Sunday I used to go around a friend's house. I had my Schumacher T-shirt, and and <laughs> the that Benetton was it. One. It was a Benetton it, it was one, though, wasn't it? Yeah, the very first one I got was when he was uh, with Benetton, and that's when I started being a fan. I went to Silverstone, um, and it was great. And Schumacher, for me, is the best driver in the world. I know it's controversial, and I know we disagree on that. And I know you call him a cheat. He is, but. <laughs> but he's not and uh yeah he's the best driver in the world and he's the best ever so uh, uh, you're saying that to have it you're saying that because because you want to fight on the podcast aren't you yeah uh, it's just fact 
can't argue a fact. Uh, well, statistically, he's the best. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. There you uh, go. Uh, yeah. You. Um, what the statistics don't show is he cheated. He had a cheating car potentially in 1994 for his first championship. He hit Damon Hill that year as well, um, uh, uh, amongst many, many other things. But but uh, we're here to review a film. We're here to review from, for a film. So, so I'll, I'll cut. I'll put my poison away. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the reason why I asked is is. When, when, I, when, I, when I first watched Rush, um, I really enjoyed it. But when I watched it again today, I, I was thinking, OK, I've got a few, a few friends that used to be Formula 1 that don't like it anymore. And I'm trying to know the reason. People say it's boring. Formula 1 was always about racing. Sometimes you didn't get um, um, the racing for, for certain races. You know, sometimes it was as boring as it is now. However, do you think it's because people are like are much more like robots and there's no characters really to get behind? Because whether you like Schumacher or not, he was a character. The same as uh, the, the same as Nigel Mansell. Damon Hill was a character in the sense that everyone did find him boring, but everyone yeah. thought he was a British gentleman, etc. We don't really have two as many. Maybe Kimi Raikkonen, but these days there are no characters in in Formula One. And better, and you can, we can even look at football and say, you know, there's no 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 George Best, people, Peter Shilton, Gaza, Lineker. We even in football we don't have that anymore in the, in this in this world where everyone has to watch their tweets. And I, I do feel that that's definitely one reason that's overlooked though why Formula One is so boring. It is, and that's exactly you hit an nail on the head. That is exactly the reason why I find it so boring. You can't be controversial now. You've got, as you say, the like the public and like the uh, social media, um, you got the press, and obviously you got the sponsors and the money, and you can't be controversial because you're risking losing everything. And uh, it's so kind of whether it's right or wrong to a certain extent, role model based, where you couldn't have someone like James Hunt who was um, basically the Tony Stark of uh, racing drivers, yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, who's goes out partying and drinking, and uh, I mean when. Other professionals do that in other sports. They're slammed in the papers immediately, and they're shamed. And you just can't do that. And obviously Schumacher didn't do that, but he was he was kind of like the equivalent of the Red Baron. He, he was German, which for that stereotype, and a lot of people hated it because he was German, but he was the best. And it was a case of who can beat Michael Schumacher. He was the rainmaster. No one could beat him. He, he didn't have a disadvantage. And yeah, there was a few controversial bits, but that just added to the persona of Michael Schumacher and the interest in Formula One, which you don't have that now. Now it is so boring. There, there are no characters left in it. And even when you do get someone who, who's a character or someone you do like, like, for instance, really the only person I like at the moment is um, Jensen Button. He's in a shit car. He's with McLaren. They're <laughs> never going to win anything. No, so, no, no. I mean, there, there are hopes. And he did well finishing but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it was an achievement if he just finished last year, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And, no. and plus, as certain people will know who download this podcast, um, that I'm shocking <laughs> at predicting F1 results. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mary, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. So, but what? there are no characters, and, and you lose the interest in, in the sport because in the interviews and things like that, it's nice when you do get a bit of a grudge when, when, um, uh, Rosberg and Hamilton hated each other and at each other's throats. It kind of just added a bit of amusement, but when they're robots and they're so sporting and they won't talk to the press and things like that, it's just, if, if the racing on the track isn't fun, you at least want 
the drivers to have a bit of fun, a bit of rivalry. But if you don't have that, you've got nothing, have you? No, no, you're right. And and um, I mean, it showed this season there wasn't much of a rivalry. It was probably the most boring season I've watched with Formula One. I'm a Hamilton fan. I I wanted him to win. Um, at least the season, at least 2015 is right. So, sorry, 2014 had that rivalry between Rosberg and Hamilton. That's the only thing really that saved the season when you looked at it as a whole. Yeah. Um, and you're and, a hardcore Formula One yeah. fan. I mean, you love it. This is your equivalent of my football. I mean, you love this sport, don't you? And you just say it's a boring season. Yeah, it is. It speaks volumes. It does. I mean, I, I still have the last race saved on my Sky Plus box, which I didn't bother watching. Yeah, and you yeah. take days off work to watch it, don't you? I'm you are sad. That sad. I am sad. Yeah. Yeah, I am that sad. I mean, but then you have, but then you have someone like, for example, you know, a character like him or loathe him. Uh, Michael Schumacher is a character like him or loathe him. James Hunt and Nicky Lauda are two characters. I mean, James Hunt, mm. Marlborough absolutely hate, de- despised him at first uh, when they sponsored McLaren because this guy would turn up to sponsor events barefoot and in t-shirts in real life. You know, and they didn't yeah. like it, but, but, uh, but James Hunt, it was in his contract that he, he can do that. And in, in, in a funny way, the fact that he was played him, himself and was such a playboy probably actually helped Marber's image rather than hindered it in hindsight. Um, and you've had, yeah. I mean, this guy, James Hunt, he, um, like, when he went for like w- testing his car, as they do in Formula One to try and improve it on like days off, let's say, from, uh, from racing, he'd turn up with a hangover. And there, there has been an occasion where. He'd get in the car, and then, and then after about five, ten minutes, they're like, where, where the hell is he? Uh, lo and behold, he parked his McLaren up halfway around the circuit and fell asleep. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, they're, they're all true stories. I mean, they're, they're all true stories. So, and, um, and looking at Rush, the, fir- the first time uh, where we, we, we see the cars is obviously the day of Nicky Lauda's big crash. Um, yeah. Isn't it? And we, and we have um, Daniel Brühl, who's absolutely, let's be honest, I, I think Daniel Brühl and Chris Hemsworth really nail it for their two characters. Yeah, Brühl is absolutely fantastic. I mean, he, is. he plays louder so well. He play, He's very cold. He's very much a scientist. He's very calculated. And uh, there's a few parts in this, especially when he's in the car when he first meets his uh, wife to be, where he's just more interested in the car than mechanics. And yeah. I think he plays that so well. And you've, it's just so black and white, isn't it? It's, it either works or it doesn't work. It's got to be his way. And when you see uh, Chris Hensworth, that he's not, he'll leave it to the mechanics to, to fix the car. Whereas the first time he buys his own team, that he's there, he's very hands-on. You're going to make this lighter. You're going to make this two seconds faster. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell him. Just, uh, and he, yeah. he's a lot more, he, he's a, uh, yeah, yeah, ruthless in 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 a different way, obviously to James Hunt, and they are chalk and cheese, aren't they? Almost these yeah. two people, which which makes it which, which made this rivalry so interesting. I mean, the, the film expanded, basically exaggerated the difference between the two. But but mm. but I think um, when you, when you do films based on true stories, they I think they they have to take certain aspects from it, which and it, which made it a fantastic film. Um, yeah, a lot of the quotes in there. I mean, uh, the one of the famous quotes is the quote from your other podcast, isn't it? And that's actually in the film, isn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Big balls, so, big balls. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what podcast is that? Pardon? Give yourself a, uh, a bit of a plug. 
Oh, look at that. Well, yeah, well, yes, they uh, are doing that. It's, it's called the hot lap. We we are uh, we we do one. Well, roughly, it's uh, one. It was one after every race, but because obviously work commitments, we're doing. We're probably going to end up doing one every month. If you want, where we talk about Formula One uh, and obviously uh, any any racing games, quite focusing on project cars and the upcoming Azetta Corsa as well, which comes out in April. So anyone wants to know, I think April the twenty second or something like that. There you go. Absolutely. So, so obviously, um, it opens up at the German Grand Prix where Daniel Brawl. Let's be honest, you. I honestly think he, he he was that good. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I said he really should have been nominated for quite a couple of Academy Awards, like Oscars and stuff, for this. Yeah, so. very much so. He, he got into character. It was very believable. I thought he absolutely nailed it. He really was very good. Yeah. Um, so um, and, and they're, they're talking about him, Danny. Well, Nicky Lauder's character were talking about them being considered rivals. Him and James Hunt. So he doesn't know why people think that. And as the race commences, the two of them, along with the other racers, speed off the track. And interestingly, um, they're sitting there. Uh, it's uh, the, at the Nurburgring, the day of the big crash. In 1976, where, where Lauda's life completely changed. And Lauda mm. looks back at the engineer and says, you know, what's Hunt doing? Oh, Hunt's going on wets or slicks and he, he wants to do the same, which obviously shows you uh, all, straight away the intense rivalry between the two. And then six years earlier, we see James Hunt going into hospital with his uniform looking dirty. He's got a yes. bloody nose. When he introduced himself, everybody's stunned. And it, what I love about this, it, it, it says 1970s all over. You've got, yeah. you, you've got like the 1970s like, kind of like colours. You've got the people smoking in a hospital which would never yeah. happen today yeah it's quality and he ends up nailing the nurse yes. I love that it's so funny and it the is. reasons why it's not a racing accident it's the uh, some woman who he shagged their husband beat him up it's fantastic yeah. well, what did you do exactly what she told me to well, <laughs> would you like me to show you I tried that once <laughs> I got a punch so uh, I, I, you know, you know it's, these things are, the, these things are never going to never work in real life do they <laughs> Only if you're James Hunt. That's no, about absolutely, it. and it's, it, it was played by Natalie Dormer, who, funny enough, is in the Hunger Games, the last two Hunger Games films, and also in Game of Thrones. Oh, of course she is. Yeah, I thought yeah. I'd seen her before. So, yeah, very good in that as well. Yes, absolutely. And James takes obviously Gemma um, after me to the Crystal Palace circuit to meet uh, to meet the crew for the Formula Three. Is there race. a circuit in Crystal Palace still? There were. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a football team, isn't there? Oh, there was. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, by the defence you're on, yeah. Some say still there isn't, but... <laughs> so, um, absolutely. Your your football team, I must say, actually, I know I, I, we don't normally talk sport, but I'm not really into football, but Tottenham, were they second in the league at the weekend? Tottenham Hotspur second in the league, yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm getting nosebleeds every time I uh, I look at the league at the moment. It's unbelievable. I know, I, know, I, know. I kept looking up in the sky, I didn't see any pigs. So, uh, uh, yeah, I know. I did have to check the paper and make sure it was the right date. And I'm not looking at some of the kind of 1970s newspaper, but <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. I'm not going to knock it. I, I try not to think about it because uh, being a Spurs fan, you're very cynical all the time. So and you never think it will last, even if we're top of the table, four points clear, one game left, and Sorry, we just physically can't lose it. I'll still be sitting there thinking something's going to happen, and we'll lose this. Yes. So you just get like that because we're good at screwing things up. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One team will get a bonus two points for for being neater, yeah. for looking better, yeah, having a cleaner kit. Yeah, yeah, shirts all tucked in or something. Yeah, no, I know the feeling. I used to do that whenever um, in, in Formula One, David Coulthard got into the lead because he was my favourite driver yeah. of all time. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, sit down. I had to stand up because I got too nervous. I couldn't believe it was happening. Is he your favourite driver, old DC? Um, I really liked him when he when he uh, started in nineteen ninety five. 
No, 94, yeah. sorry. And in 95, um, he started out qualifying Damon Hill. And I thought, oh, this is really good. You know? And then, yeah. I, and, then went, and then I really liked McLaren. And there was a massive gap between 93 and 97 where McLaren didn't win a race. A bit like now. And he basically won the first race of 1997, which is the first Australian Grand Prix I stayed up for in the middle of the night live. And ever since yeah. then, he, I really, you know, I like him. I've met him. My brother's met him. My brother said he's actually a really nice guy in real life as well, yeah. which obviously helps. So yeah, he comes across as a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, and I've liked him. I've liked him ever since. So, um, but yeah, but I I've no idea whether there's a racetrack still at Crystal Palace. Um, it's Formula Three, which is a bit like Formula One, but a lot slower. Uh, basically, um, uh, they they kind of meet at the weekends. It's kind of like not quite clubman racing. It's in between your, your club racing and, and your and your professional racing. And just like today, where you have Grand Prix Two and Grand Prix Three. It's basically where people go and try and get in a Formula One or, or other. It's to get recognised, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's when James in the film uh, first sees Nicky Lauda coming around for the first time. Uh, and obviously, mm. um, you know, uh, Nicky Lauda is introduced, as, as you quite rightly said, this very clinical. He's been around the track all morning. You know what I yeah. mean? And then you've got a hunt here who's just slimping, you know, drinking champagne, uh, etc. And his team are very kind of um, who are Henry Pompous, aren't they? Oh, it's so funny, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic, aren't they? You do have yeah. the engineers. I think is it Lord Hesketh. They, they're all yeah. caricatures almost. They are, yeah, completely of themselves. Yeah, it's quite funny, really. They're very British. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is, and I like the way the the team boss or the team owner goes on about how much men like cars. Um, yeah, and he's got his uh, waiters in the. Uh, in the pits, serving champagne and. Oh, campaign. I know. Later on, that was hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and caviar. Yeah. <laughs> when they get in a Formula One, uh, so the, the two enter the race. Uh, N- Nicky, uh, he's obviously leading. James Hunt, and he spins out. Um, mm. uh, and his motor heats up, obviously giving James a victory. And and this is the only bit. This is the only one bit I did not like about the film. But the Wasn't only it? negative thing when you see them spin out, you know, yeah. Mm. It looked, it was, it was CGI, but it looked very CGI. That's the only time it almost looked like an old Formula, an old, like, it almost looked like a PlayStation 2 game. With the, the way they spin out, it looked really unnatural, obviously, from that shot. Really? I didn't notice it. Is it? I didn't notice that at all. It may be no? because I was, uh, I was streaming it from my phone onto the TV. Oh, so, okay. uh, it, that, yeah. that may be the reason why. Yeah, that's the only, honestly, that's the only negative thing I'll say about this film, and that's, and, and that's that, and um, yeah, um, but, but there we go. So, uh, uh, and afterwards, obviously, Nicky confronts, uh, obviously, the, the great James Hunt, calling him, you asshole! Uh, but, yeah. but, he, but he gets laughed at by James and the mates. I did like the bit where James, you know, uh, yeah, my name's James Hunt, remember it, it rhymes with, and then obviously yeah. we all know what he says, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shunt. Yes, absolutely, shunt, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, in in real life, that's not the first time they meet. Um, but I think Isn't the movie, it? no, but the movie, the movie needed needed to put an exclamation point on their first meeting because um, it, it basically sets up their rivalry for for the film to come, which I thought was brilliant. The, the way and it sets set up, up the, the difference in characters, whereas to Hunt, it's just a joke. And yeah, I took you, and you bottled it. I didn't bottle it, and that was it. And you you instantly saw that Hunt appears to do this for fun how much of that is true i really don't know but and that nicky louder's about you didn't have the racing line it's impossible for you to take the corner of that speed you were going and you instantly knew that he's very kind of matter of fact isn't he he is like i mean it's yeah. an easy way and a very quick way to 
you get about a 20 second character arc of this is what I'm like and this is what he's like and that's it. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that um, because it almost foreshadows how the film's going to end. Louder bottles it for understandable reasons, really. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like that last yeah. race, um, and and it shows you the difference. Where I don't want to say that. Uh, I, I, I almost want to say that Hunt races with his heart, and Nicky Louder races more with his head. I know that's probably not the case, but that's kind of like almost what the film's trying to tell you. You know? Yeah, we can only go on. Obviously, we're just reviewing the film rather than comparing yeah. it to real life. But I mean, it's. I mean, it'd be interesting to know your final thoughts on this because I'm sure they'll differ um, with regards to individual characters and how they came out or how they looked at the end of this. Yeah. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, and, um, and then after that, obviously, we learn that Nicky comes from this family, of a big family of politicians and economists. Mm. When he asks his father for a loan to allow him to enter Formula One, his father refuses. Um, uh, and obviously, Nicky, ta- Nicky takes out a loan from the bank himself and he uses that to buy... Is his first his first test um, uh, where obviously his teammate's going to be Clay Clay Regazzoni, played by uh, Mr. Favino. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Pierre Fran Pierre Fran Francesco or whatever. So Clay was an actual driver, was he? He was. was he, he was. He was. Driver? He was an actual. He was an actual driver. Absolutely. I mean, I've got. Let me see. Um, I, I might. I might be able to do it. Too. I've, I've sent. I've sent you. Um, I've sent you a link which I'm going to yeah. use. It's basically Rush, the true, uh, the Rush real story versus the movie. Um, if you click okay. on that link, you can see how good the casting was and how much uh, some of the actors look like their real counterparts as well. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you obviously got James Hunt, Chris Hemsworth. It's quite scary actually, on how good they got it's it. Yeah. Um, so, so um, I mean, obviously, here you have he he have obviously Nicky Lauder comes from this uh, well-to-do family, something like James, but um, he doesn't have the support, he doesn't have many friends, and James Hunt has all these friends, and obviously Nicky Lauder has to take this loan out all by himself. Yeah, that was quite interesting, really, wasn't it? Because you saw that Lauder, his dad wanted him to be a banker or a doctor or a stockbroker or a yeah. politician, and that anything else then you're not going to make it in life and you need to carry on the family name represent the family and it, it was very he came across in the film anyway as a very strong will very determined as if you're not going to help me I'll disown you and you're, you're not going to see my name in headlines in the papers because I'm a politician it's going to be because I'm the world champion yeah and I thought that was really interesting and, and what a line as well what, and, yeah. and what a thing to say, and obviously then he does go to his test. Um, mm. I mean, I mean, I think the circuit they actually used for that test—it does look like Brands Hatch. I, don't, I, th- I think it's meant to be somewhere in France or somewhere. Um, but uh, what's the most interesting thing about the test is the mechanics are there, and they think they know better. They think, oh, this idiot guy coming with lots of money, like mm. like other drivers have done. For example, Pastor Maldonado, who's obviously recently been released from Renault. The only reason yeah. why he was employed was because of, because of his money. I mean, you, you know, you've been watching F1 possibly yeah. longer than me, and you see these drivers coming with their money, not really taken seriously. They're just, you know, they're, oh, have a bit of a race. I'm, I'm going to pay millions. It is unfair, but it happens. Yeah, and they come and go, and yeah. you don't really remember their names. I mean, you only remember the good drivers' names for the good things they've done. You, apart from that, you, they don't really have any longevity at all, do they? No, and, and I kind of think um, this is what these engineers thought about Nicky Lauder coming in. Um, this guy's yeah, a, you understandable. Know, he's a no one, isn't he? He's yeah. come with the money, and he's, he's new to the team, which is hard enough anyway, but being new to the team only because you've paid your way in, then, yeah, it's... Uh, it's going to be really hard to be respected, which you see that he doesn't give a shit about. No, 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and the, what, what was quite interesting is he goes there, there's Nicky Lauda, as you said earlier, and basically tells him what to do to the car. Uh, and they're like, mm. oh, for God's sake, do we have to? And actually, uh, we found out he, made, he makes it um, not two seconds quicker, it's 2.3. 2.3 seconds quicker, according to the yeah. uh, somewhat posh uh, t- team owner. And uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it's that's brilliant, that is. Yeah, it, it is. And that's so good. It is. It, it, it was a good scene. And it, and it established, obviously, this guy knows what he's doing. You know? Yeah, you've got the expression on the mechanic's faces, who, who I thought at first. He was going to be dealt a dodgy hand with shit mechanics who didn't know what they were talking about. But obviously, they do know what they're talking about. But when he says, have you tried um, like a lighter exhaust system yep. and I want to lose, I don't know, 20 kilograms off the engine? And they say, well, we can't. We've tried and tried. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Are they magnesium parts or whatever he says, doesn't he? Or something yeah. like that. And they... You can see they work all the way through the night. And then he just uh, he says, right, see you later. And just walks away. And then the next day he's testing. And, uh, and it's Clay Regazzoni that drives the car, and it's suddenly two, over two seconds quicker. I thought it was interesting that Clay drove the car, and that um, Lauda didn't drive the car. I was quite surprised. It, I mean, it, I think it does happen. I, I, I think because Nicky Lauda, he didn't have, maybe he didn't have his overalls or whatever, but he said, yeah. that, you know, I want him to drive the car. Um, and, they, and they said, fair enough. And then what's quite funny is, um, uh, it shows you how ruthless Nicky, Nicky is. Um, yeah. um, they, they were like, okay, how do you make it quicker? He goes, well, I want, I want the same money as Clay Regazzoni. And this is a bit like, this is almost akin, okay, he's not a champion, yeah? But it's almost yeah. akin to, for example, coming in and, for example, someone like Rosberg um, being a teammate saying, I want the same money as Rosberg, uh, even yeah. though you're, you know, you're nothing, you know? And, and a lot of people, and that's the, that's basically our what the hell. Um, but he, he he got it, he got it, uh, and um, and obviously uh, James Hunt was told um, what was it on on his wedding day? Uh, uh, not on his wedding day, but James Hunt was told obviously that that um, Nicky Lauda has uh, as as you know got got a drive with Formula One. Yeah, one of the right. award shows, I think, wasn't it, or something, or just after. That's right. Yeah, and he said because they said we're going to spend one more year in Formula Three, I think, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they found out that yeah, Lauda bought his contract. Um, or was that when he was um, went to Ferrari? I can't. No, yeah, no. Um, um, it was when James Hunt got married uh, the day of the wedding um, that they told him that Lauda's off to Ferrari. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But previous prior to that, it was um, the fact that he just bought his way into a Formula One team. Yeah. Absolutely. And the interesting thing about their um, going back to their first meeting, where James Hunt obviously said he looks like a rat. That was yeah. actually Nicky Lauda's nickname in 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 the paddock. Uh, oh, was he, it? He, he, and this was even before the accident. Yeah. And the other thing is, James Hunt was constantly sick before races because he got that nervous. So I, I, oh, I, I, right. I like the fact that they added that bit in as well because you see it a couple of times. Yeah, they, they've really done their homework, haven't they, on this film? Which is what I like. It's not a case of they've glamorised anything and they've gone yeah. in their own direction with it. They've uh, no, absolutely. On Howard really looked into the life of both of them i i do but i think i mean i mean i I can bring this almost up with the marvel films when when you've got a director or you've got a team that is passionate and really cares about the subject yeah yeah more often than not if the studio allow it you will get a very good film because they care and they want to get it right yeah but it will be impossible to do a film about two such prominent figures in motor racing and uh, and go off track with regards to making things up 
of what they can... did because people will be so critical, wouldn't they? Yeah, but I mean, everything that happens in this film pretty much happens in real life. But uh, um, they, I mean, they do miss out on a few bits. I'll mention it as well um, as, as you go through a couple of things that that, that yeah. didn't happen in the film but happened in real life. But yeah, um, and I think that was only really due to time constraints. Um, but interestingly. Um, James' team then Hesketh Racing gives him a new car, Formula, you know, Formula One, which he loves. He, and yeah. um, we next basically see them at Watkins Glen uh, as they drive a Formula One now, and an accident takes place there. And obviously, uh, James' mm-hmm. uh, nerves on edge, causing causing him once again, obviously, to um, to throw up. Uh, Isn't that awful though? That in those days, I mean, it, I watched after this film was released, that documentary on uh, about the dangers of Formula One and how many people died. Yeah, um, and loads of interviews, and uh, but to actually be waiting to go out on the track for a qualifying lap, and to see an ambulance go by because someone's crashed, and you know it could be fatal, and it's certainly going to be life changing. And I think you've got to go yeah. out on that track. And I, th- it was it was a life changing event because I think the driver it was never ever. It was never re- it was never said to to obviously the view of the film the driver it, I I think it was because it was around 1973 at this point yeah. the driver was Francois Sever who was driving in the Tyrrell team and he was basically a really really good driver he was a French bloke who's really good looking and he was yeah. Jackie Stewart's teammate at the time and Jackie right. basically Jackie Stewart was um was basically helping him to be to take over his team as number you know in his team as number one yeah and everyone thought that a bit like um. It was almost like, I mean, it was almost akin to Lewis Hamilton, like, crashing out in his first two years before winning a championship and dying, you, you know, yeah. or someone like that, yeah? And this is, everyone was like, you know, this guy's going to be a champion one day. And obviously, yeah. um, he crashed, and, uh, and then soon after that, Jackie Stewart actually announced his retirement from Formula One. All oh, right, so is he the guy you see with the leg injury, with the bone sticking out of his leg? No, no, he's the guy that died at Watkins Glen. Right. Okay. Um, um, they didn't really highlight that fact, did they? No, no, no. And I, and I, want, I kind of wondered why, why, because um, even uh, just mentioned it. Maybe it was in respect to the family. They, they didn't want to trivialise his death yeah. or something, uh, which, yeah. which is obviously understandable. So um, there we oh, go. Okay. Yeah, but then we go back to obviously the Heskis garage where he visualises himself racing as James Hunt, and and he's basically pretending he's at Monaco, closing his eyes. Because then you, they didn't have semi-automatic gears. So what would happen at particular places like Monaco, where there were thousands of different um, gear changes, you had to have yeah. a gear stick. You know, you know, it was still like like car manual cars. Yeah. Um, and what would happen is in racing, sometimes you'll miss a gear. And what will happen when you miss a gear? Your car goes slow. And these cars accelerate so fast, you could lose one or maybe two positions if you messed up a gear change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put it in the, and put it in the wrong gear. So, so you know, it, it was actually a lot more important than some people think. But it was amazing seeing the old Monaco, wasn't it? It was. It looked, it looked it was awesome. It did look a beautiful track, didn't it? It did. It did, yeah. Um, and I think even today, though, it, it's a boring race normally, unless it's raining. But it always looks yeah. It always looks good on TV, doesn't it? Oh, it's picturesque. But yeah. if you're not in the top two, then unless forget there's a, an accident, then forget yeah, it. forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Um, forget about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, he visualises himself racing, and obviously this is where we meet. Su- this is where we meet Susie Miller, who are played by uh, Olivia Wilde. And within a short amount of time, Sorry, that is my PS4 going off on my oh, phone. Look so at that. That's very apologize. exciting. That's right. Um, the two, the two get married. The two get married. Um, and that's obviously uh, when you were discussing, you and I were discussing that James Hunt is told that Nicky Lauda is now racing for Ferrari. Yes, yeah, which I like that bit. That's a bit of a, quite a, um, a crucial turning point in the film, really, isn't it? 
it, it is, it is, it is. Um, and they're like, oh my god, you know, he's racing Ferrari. How, how, how come? Uh, what? And the reason they give is because Clay Regazzoni goes there, and um, he stay, you know, and he mentions how good James Hunt is. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's. I'd like to have seen in some parts. I'd like to have seen a bit more kind of story with regards to kind of what, how they got to the certain position of how. Um, Lauda got to drive for Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, they mentioned because Clay Regazzoni mentioned it to the old man. That would be um, Mr. Ferrari, um, um, and that's why, and, and that's why. So yeah, but it would have been interesting to see. And I think this film very uh, at this point, I, I wanted this film uh, makes an important decision of are we going to tell the story of James Hunt versus Lauda? And, and I think this is when it kind of switches to. We're, we're, you know, this film really is just introducing you to the 76 season, which is the main part of the film. And that's the story they wanted to tell of that particular season. And I, th- yeah. and I can't help but feel they kind of had to make a choice very early on. Yeah, the film's two hours as it is, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, and then obviously we see Nicky driving his Ferrari saying it's a piece of crap. Now, the significant bit is you never would, you should never say that about a Ferrari, whether it is or not. Alan Prost said it in 1991, uh, and he got sacked. For example, I mean that's you Did know, really? yeah, 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 in public, he said how crap his car was, and they sacked him. So. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. That's honesty. Absolutely, yeah, 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 and they, and they got they got rid of him, which 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 wasn't a good idea for Ferrari because you're getting rid of one, you know, one of the top four or five best drivers in F1, but uh, ever, but yeah, so um. Yeah, the Marinello are very passionate people, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, and, and afterwards, Regazzoni drives with, uh, obviously, Nicky to a party. And, obviously, Nicky stays outside. And, and Nicky's quite, you can understand why he's quite a hard person to like, because he's quite honest, and he's very honest about his opinions, and he doesn't really care who, who he upsets. And, and But he speaks the truth, though, doesn't he? he and does that's what I like the about yeah. the conversation he has with Clay, that when he says, I'm a better driver than you. Yeah, I can and, uh, I the car better. You know, I'm a better driver than you. Yeah. Yeah, but even Clay doesn't argue the fact, does he? He just says yeah. you're an asshole, and yeah. no one likes you. But but he he knows it's true, so you just can't argue. And I like that. I like his arrogance. He is the best. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I think in Formula One, when you get to that level, you have to believe you're the best. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah it's like a it's mental thing. Um, and obviously, he spots a he spots a you know pretty woman leaving leaving the place. Her name is Marlene Knaus. Um played by Alexandra Maria Lara. Oh, and, she's stunning, isn't she? Oh, yeah. I mean, he asked, he asked her for a ride. She allows him to join uh, to join her. What I like is this bit. Is, is, it's once again an insight into Nicky Lauda. says, I've got, you know, I, I don't know. The reason why I'm good, I've got a fantastic ass. That's why I'm good at uh, driving cars, basically. And he, and he tells yeah. her that there's something wrong with her car. She says, no. She goes, no, no, no. It was, it was very expensive. <laughs> Yeah, you've got air funny. in your... Is it air in the brake system? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. she turns around and goes, no, 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 it was a whatever service the other day. It was very expensive, which obviously means yeah. it's okay. Um, and it wasn't, obviously. They break down. Yeah. So, and obviously Marlene doesn't realise who Nicky is. Um, which is brilliant. I, this is one of my favourite parts in the film, if not the best part. I, I really like this. It, it, it is. And, and when, they, when they break down... Uh, um, he tries to wave pump someone down. They they pass him. She then tries to wave someone down. This this car goes past, slams on the brake, stops. These two men get out, and you're thinking because she's a be- you know a beautiful I think yeah. Italian or whatever woman. They walk past her, and go Nicky Lauda, Nicky Lauda. Yeah. Obviously, he's just signed for Ferrari. And they go crazy. <laughs> it's so funny that is, isn't it? She's just stood there. Yeah. And even in the car, she 
she doesn't believe and the conversation they have that you're not a racing car driver they've got long hair they like to party and stuff yeah. like that yeah 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 absolutely but he goes why should i drive fast you know yeah. uh, why take the risk and i like yeah. it because i'm asking you to and then obviously you know that he likes her because then he just uh puts his foot down and and the, and the two people that you know uh, that are now passengers in the car that were in the front are loving it yeah, and they say that my friends will never believe that Nicky Lauder is driving my car. It, no, that's, it's so that's brilliant, good. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it obviously, and you can tell he, he's just so driven. He's just so focused, and it, it is just great. He can, that's how he expresses himself. It's not by showing off or drinking or partying. It is when he's behind the wheel of a car, any car, and it's just great. You really, for, for once, you see him enjoy himself. You, you, yeah, you do, you do. And, and then, obviously, he goes on to win um, the 1975 World Championship. And we see, obviously, Nicky at a party. Uh, obviously, James uh, James is obviously always more popular than Nicky. Um, yeah. um, and then James obviously speaks to Nicky, who who thinks all of James' flash and showboating, all this bullshit, he likes to say, doesn't yeah. really mean anything. And this gave, obviously, James more of an incentive to prepare for the following year. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. But then he learns, obviously, that the, the Hesketh Racing um, have run out of money. Yeah, what was that? More, was that the racing team? Or was the, it seems that he didn't get his sponsor in time, and then it, it, his mate, who's the law, said that the bank had taken the money. It did actually happen. So was that the the owner of the team that he went bankrupt, or they just simply no the owner of the team? No, yeah, no, they didn't get a sponsorship in time, but they needed. They, he realised that Formula One was more expensive than they thought. And they needed sponsors, and because obviously the deadline closed, they basically didn't have the money for the for the following season. Right. Um, and 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 what's interesting then, obviously James has a, has the argument with his then wife, um, mm. and, and obviously you know they're going to break up then. Um, at, yeah. at that point, she goes off to skiing, and then ends up having the affair. Yeah, um, with Richard Burton. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently in real life, Richard Burton paid for James Hunt's uh, divorce settlement. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And James Hunt basically admitted, saying, that I married her. Uh, I really liked her, but I realised it was a mistake. But I, I went through it realising it was a mistake because I, I thought it was too late to say no, basically, he said later in interviews. And I'd love Hunt. to know just how true the interview is he gave with the press with regards to, I hope Richard um, Burton's got deep pockets and uh, this has worked out really well for me because I've got married and uh, now yes. I'm single. It hasn't cost me a penny. No, no. And, and that's actually what happened, isn't it? Um uh, yeah. Funny enough, it, I mean, I, I, I imagine it was almost it was almost a nod. Yes, yeah, and uh, that, I hope this makes Richard Burton feel younger. Something like that. He makes he has a real dig at him, doesn't he? Absolutely, yes. And obviously now James Hunt is uh, obviously without a wife. He's, he's without a wife, but he's also without without a Formula One team. And he and he later meets the manager of the McLaren racing team, and in which he, he was able to secure a position. Now the reason why, what he says, I forgot. There's a couple of drivers going for it. Um, and uh, there's this one driver, but what the engineer says, you won't win. You won't. You won't win. Obviously, the championship with this guy. You just might with James Hunt, and uh, that was pretty much almost word for word and what was said uh, and what yeah. basically secured. Because James Hunt, he's one of those drivers where he's he's really really good, but he makes lots of mistakes. But when he's on it, he's almost unbeatable. You know? Yeah, and I love yeah. it when he says you'll have nine days of pulling your hair yeah. out and hating, but you'll have just that one day when he clicks it all together and uh, he'll win the race for you. Yeah, and I, and I think in 1976 that completely summed it. That, that absolutely summed it up. Um, and obviously uh, the season begins. Um, James Hunt gets his, you know, the first pole position in Brazil, which uh, shows everyone, you know, this McLaren is not too bad. But obviously Nicky wins in Brazil and South Africa, and obviously James coming second. And just, now, back, just just going back a bit, when he actually moved to McLaren, uh, yeah. 
was was that supposed to be the McLaren headquarters? I believe so. Yes, because we were, um, or yeah, we were quite near to um, the actual headquarters of McLaren. Now we we and we, we it do. Me laugh when they showed the brick building on what looked like an industrial estate with just McLaren in the plastic signs. To when we go past McLaren now, to when it just looks oh, it's, like it's completely from the different. Space isn't it? Stage, isn't it? it just it's incredible. So yeah, I just really made me see how times have changed it was quite funny i mean i know i, know, I mean some formula one cars were made in people's back back garden sheds or very rich people <laughs> yeah it, i mean and i think in the 70s we we're still almost going through that it was it was just starting to become really professional and um what makes the 1976 the season so important it was the first live televised event yeah and ever since then oh. they uh, i mean that was the japanese grand prix um, and it prob- the race really probably shouldn't have happened because it was that wet. But it had to go through because there was millions around the world watching it on uh, TV. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. What's the voice? Just He probably is, not it? But what's the voice of the guy? Was that Murray Walker's voice? No, no, no. It's a guy, I think, called Simon Taylor, who, um, if right. you ever watched 1997, when it first went to ITV, he was yeah. one of the pundits on there. There were two. There was a guy called Tony Jardine, and there was Simon Taylor. He had glasses. He had glasses. He, yeah. writes, for, um, he writes for Motorsport magazine, which is like, does historical or current. About all, all, it really about sounds like Murray Walker, and I wonder if they just got his Murray Walker's voice and someone to dub over it. Yeah, I, know, I, did, I did wonder that. And I kind of... I think I don't want to say it's a negative, but it would have been nice to get Murray Walker for the film, even though he, probably, he you know, he may not have commented on all the races uh, in, yeah. in, in the seventies. It would have been, it would, just would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, for my generation, he is Mister Motor Racing. He's he's the voice of it, isn't he? Yeah, and I and I think he he was so good. Um, um, I don't. You, you're never going to get anyone better. I think. Well, no. Um, even when he started messing it up, when he got old yeah. and senile, it was still. Uh, fantastic he really was very yeah, good but yeah but once again because like... he loved what he was doing and he got so excited by it and and you kind of like he could almost make a boring race a bit more exciting couldn't he well thankfully he had that ability yeah and uh it's just i think we could still do with him now uh, i think we need him now more than ever to you <laughs> absolutely absolutely so um but but yeah, and obviously uh, um, James Hunt comes first in spain he obviously wins now funny enough the reason he beats Nicky Lauda in spain is um uh, Nicky Lauda before the Spanish Grand Prix I, I think he owned a, I'm pretty sure he owned a farm or whatever a bit yeah. and he managed to fall off his tractor and I think it was either hurt his shoulder or his arm well okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and obviously um, that really you know and I think his yeah. arm or, or you know the, the pain he just gave out towards the end and that's how obviously James Hunt was able to get past him right but James Hunt's disqualified in the end because this car's deemed too wide now interestingly um, all the cars obviously measured at the beginning of the season. There, there was a rumour that Ferrari knew their car was, to, was possibly too wide, but yeah. they said that the rumour was, um, uh, the theory was that they weren't going to say anything unless they thought, oh, that's one for the bank in case we need to mention it if they win a race and start beating oh, us. That would make sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and that's what a lot of people believe will happen. Obviously, Ferrari denied it, but there you go. Um so were they as big back then in the seventies as they are now, Ferrari? Yeah, yeah, I mean Ferrari is a big part, obviously a big part of Formula One because they've always been there. You've got teams like Mercedes-Benz, which actually um, go back oh, way more than Ferrari and have a, in hist- a lot more historical significance in, in the auto, in the motorsport, in, in the car industry. But I think in terms of motorsport and in, in Formula One, especially, yeah, Ferrari are basically, you, you know what I mean, like a very yeah. important to Formula One. Yeah, no, so. it just comes across that they seem to be a. Uh... Like the powerhouse of yeah, they were. 
they, they were, and I, and I think to a certain extent they, they still are. I mean, they used to call um, the FIA, the uh, uh, basically the people, the people that govern Formula One. Um, people used to call it Ferrari International Aid. Um, because uh, all, all the rules were changed. Uh, I mean, you know, so, uh, countless years. I mean, you had in 1999, um, McLaren won in Malaysian Grand Prix, two races left. Mick Hacken won the championship. Uh, McLaren won the constructors because Ferrari had an illegal barge board. They're the two right. things before um, either side of the front of the car. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're called barge boards. Um, and... Ross Braun on Live TV said, look, this is why it's illegal. It's too short here, too short there. Well, basically, Ferrari, despite having a legal car being kicked out, were let back into the championship um, and won the Constructors' Championship. You know, this was, this was as recently as 1999. So, um, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, but it goes to show they are the powerhouse in Formula 1, like them or loathe them. Um, yeah. Uh, they are. Um, so... Obviously, we have um, Nikki Marley obviously get um, married in a private ceremony. This is after James Hunt's uh, wins, uh, wins the, you know, James Hunt wins the British Grand Prix. What did you think of that wedding? Again, it's a very cold wedding. It's not romantic. I mean, the honeymoon of what you see um, comes across as being very romantic. You see him for once uh, very much in love and very happy. But then he ruins it all by saying that the happiness he's now got is, is his weakness. Yeah, uh, yeah, typical. But it's uh, true. I think it's, it was so true to his character, wasn't it, and the way he is. But yes, the happiness yeah. was his weakness, and it was such a nice moment when they ran and and in the because um, obviously I knew uh, um, this was just after the British Grand Prix, and I was like, oh, okay, look, he's going to have a big crash now, and it kind yeah. of like made that moment even you know watching it again, it made that moment even nicer because yeah. you know that was the last time he had a, he had like it was normal, let's say, uh, inside yeah. of his face, and he didn't have any disfigurement. But it, it was done extremely well. I mean, it, it was written and it was acted extremely well when you and, and because it's not the first time I've watched it but pretty much like yourself you you kind of cherish that moment with them because you know what's coming around the yeah, corner absolutely uh, and the circumstances of, of why it happened could have been avoided as well which make it even more of a tragedy yeah, um, and, and obviously this was just after the British Grand Prix. James Hunt won the British Grand Prix at Browns Hatch that year. Um, what happened was there's a big crash at the beginning Right, and James Hunt, um, James Hunt didn't complete the full lap and went back to the pits via a shortcut. You normally, yeah. the rule should state you should really complete the full lap. Okay, now right. what happened was everyone thought that James Hunt wasn't going to be able to start the race. Ferrari were looking, looking down, thinking, "Oh, that's good. James Hunt, you know, he's, he's out of the race." Yeah. The fans started cheering for Hunt and started throwing things on the circuit, making it difficult <laughs> to start the race, um, right. which gave the McLaren team enough time to fix his car. So, oh really? Yeah. yeah. So so James Hunt then started the race to to many cheers, and uh, obviously he won. However, yeah. Ferrari protested that because because on the, the the original start of the race he hadn't finished the full lap, uh, yeah. the, it, it was being illegal, and and ultimately James Hunt lost the points for the British Grand Prix, lost that victory. Uh, you know, a month a couple of months down the road. Well, he never got it back. No. Uh, yeah. Did they uh, put that, that in the film? No, they didn't put that bit in the film. Right. So, uh, yes, but uh, uh, onwards to, um, we've got, on, onwards to, obviously, the uh, German Grand Prix. And, and mm. during practice for the German Grand Prix, an accident takes place, uh, race's leg is terribly broken. That's what we see. Yeah. Nicky Lauda then holds a meeting, which obviously, which did happen, with the other racing drivers and officials, saying that because of the rainy weather, if there's 20% I could or whatever, I like his percentage chance, because it shows, yeah. as you said, how clinical he is, um, it should be cancelled. James then leads the others to think that, that uh, Nicky's doing this to maintain you know, his championship points, while another race has suggests that Nicky is frightened. Um, 
and Nicky kind of, I mean, he kind of admits that, and they end up having a vote, and the race obviously goes goes on. And interestingly, James James basically says to Nicky, the reason why you lost that vote is because people don't like you. Yeah, so it was a, a basically it was a popularity contest, wasn't yeah, it? In the end, it was, uh, which made it quite interesting. But uh, and the race goes on uh, with obviously both James and Nicky obviously using using their rain tires. Mm. Uh, they're forced to change with the pit stop because the track dries up. And now the Nurburgring is a really really long track. If you ever done it in Gran Turismo, it takes it six, takes seven, eight. eight. Yeah, it takes so long. So you imagine we see it in Formula One today doing a whole lap on the wrong tires. How slow you can be. How much time you lose. Yeah. So it was quite desperate, obviously, to get those tyres changed. And, and um, obviously, this is where we see Nicky Lauda's big crash. Um, no one really knows. And Nicky Lauda said he can't remember the crash at all. Um, no one really knows why it, why it really happened. But it was so tense because he knew it was going to happen. And the way they were shooting it, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. You know, the close-ups of the car. Yeah, so, so we got the tyres changed. And then just prior to the crash, as we, as we were saying, um, uh, it does all these close-ups on the car. And, and I think it really helps build build out that tension before the crash i mean what do you think Stu? yeah yeah i mean when i watched it i thought he crashed out because of the bad conditions but, but watching the film which obviously i don't know as much detail as you but it appeared he crashed out because of purely mechanical failure that something underneath the car whether it was the axle or the uh the drive or what mechanism or whatever it was just snapped when yeah. is that the case that no one knows. Fault. No, I don't think anyone really, really knows for sure. It's almost like the Edson Senna crash. No one really knows for sure. It may, it could, it could have been. It could have been um, in real life. I mean, I mean, it was wet enough that if you know what I mean, you hit like a particularly damp patch on slick tyres on there, yeah. you're, you're going to go around anyway. It could have been Nicky Lauda's mistake. Um, so that I mean, was purely put in for tension purposes. Yeah, then it was. It was purely. Put, but I thought it worked. It did. They. It was done really well. And there's so many shots in this film where you see the engine and the pistons. You know, they're going up, down, up, down. Yeah. And I think it's brilliant. It's so good. Oh yeah. I mean, even watching it now, even knowing what happened, uh, you're just the fact that you're waiting for it and knowing that it's real life or it actually did happen. Uh, yeah, the tension was there still. It's done so so well. It's great. It's not overly done, as in it's not kind of glorified. No. at all and it's not like fast and the furious or anything like that it's a it's a proper crash and it, it looks so realistic and it's and they show the real footage on the tvs as well don't they they do they do yeah uh, yeah and it, it's horrific and i know and obviously nikki Lauda's wife sees it she's obviously shot the actual crash itself is very it's almost a replica of what actually happened they don't they don't fact, uh, he's in the car said, which is on fire for a for a minute just sitting there burning yeah. i mean it's awful to imagine what he must have gone through I mean, in, yeah, absolutely. And and they initially thought, just like the film, that he it wasn't too bad, but his condition obviously got worse and uh, was mm. getting worse. Now, the reason why his condition got worse, it wasn't the fire that killed him. It was all the the heat and all the shit from the car that he inhaled. And that was the thing that was potentially going to kill him in his lungs, you know? All the stuff he inhaled yeah. in his lungs, all, all, that, all that poison, all those fumes. That was the thing that was going to kill him rather than the fire itself, once, obviously, he got out. And the treatment he has, I mean, it, it comes across in the film that he's driven on and he's spurred on for recovery uh, um, by James watching uh, James Huff winning his races, yeah. And, and then he, you see him get his lungs drained, don't you? I know. And, and he wants it again and again, and that's that's just awful. Oh. I mean, it really is. But, uh, yeah, but uh, but they've really got that across. It, uh, it's, um, I, I mean, when I, when I was watching it, I think, uh, with my mum and my mother half, it, you almost had to look, it was almost so uncomfortable, you almost had to look away kind of moment, you know? Yeah, how, the how, makeup how again. I mean, props to the uh, special effects artists because the the burns 
where he's missing his ear and it's just fantastic. It really looks so realistic, doesn't it? But it's not overly gross. It's just, it's done really, really well. I mean, it's just, it's great. And it's so gross. It comes across as very interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and, and you've got that moment. I mean, he's in hospital about six weeks where he tries to put his helmet on and he can't. And how painful yeah. must that be, you know? Yeah, it's just the obsession that is always there, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, he even says that he was the one who made him recover, which I, I quite like that. It just goes to show that he's just got that addiction, isn't he? Whether it's the addiction of a drive to, to win per se or whether just to beat James Hunt. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think you're right. And and on this, they basically hint it's because it's because he wants to beat James Hunt so much. Obviously, in the film, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, this this rivalry means so much, and then beating him means so yeah. much. Uh, and obviously, Nicky makes his return to the track six weeks later. He's met by James, who says he tried to write a letter while he was in hospital, and that he really feels responsible for what happened. And that is true. James, do you Hunt, think that's that is true? Is Hunt, it? Well, uh, yeah. James Hunt did say he, he wrote a letter, but he didn't send it. He tried to write a letter to him. Uh, and he felt bad yeah. for what happened. And Nicky responds that James is equally equally responsible for me getting me back in the car uh, behind the behind yeah. the wheel. Uh, your... Which is a way of an apology. But I, I kind of watching that um, of what they went through or what what he went through. When you think back in the seventies, that he went through a complete life changing experience, yeah. and to get back in a Formula One car. I mean, nowadays for for anything they've got um, like agencies and services that kind of. Uh, help you mentally develop and build the confidence back up. But back in the 70s, I'm, I'm pretty confident they would have had nothing like that support-wise. And that in such a quick turnaround, he's back there again, getting in a car and the same environment. And it's just incredible that he can actually get back into a racing car, even put a crash helmet back on again and yeah. uh, just sit there waiting for the green light to go. I mean, it's just amazing. It just goes to show that Either how mad he is, or that just what a professional and how dedicated he is. No, no. I mean, I mean, Nicky Lauda admitted in real life that he was scared, and and his first, his when he first drove the car, he's like, I don't like this. I don't think I can do it. And then he said he got yeah. back, and he, when this is when he sat in the car, and he had a word of himself. He's basically like, yeah. it's now or never, and obviously that's you know he kind of got over it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and obviously during the press conference, Nicky asks, uh, answers questions uh, regarding his recovery. Uh, uh, obviously, plans to continue racing. And one reporter says, "How's he, uh, ask ask his wife? Um, uh, mm. You know, how how's how's your wife's reaction?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. and th- that that was true. That apparently that that did happen. And Nicky said, "That's that for him. That was the that was the, the worst insult he's ever had in his life. Apparently, he's, he's gone on record saying that." Really? And did um, James Hunt actually go and beat the geezer up? No, I don't think so. I don't think he did. But I thought that was interesting. I kind of like that. I think yeah. that, that helped. Cause, because um, it's, it's easy to, to... It's quite easy. If, if you're not on the fence, if you're a Hunt or Louder fan, it's very easy to decide on which one's the villain and which one's not. And what I like about this film so much is there really isn't a clear hero. They're, they're both... It's basically two guys... Two heroes essentially, but very different yeah. on very different sides, wanting to win the championship, and not one of them is really, really the villain. Okay, I mean, I know you got Ferrari underhand tactics, fair enough, yeah, and uh, but then you have yeah. this one guy who races for them, who who's as you said, you know, you know, he's, he's got over this in in a matter of like a couple of months, and he's back racing again, and that you know, yeah. that, surely that can, surely that's impossible, but it, but this actually happened. So. Yeah, and that's why it's so amazing because you've got to keep saying to yourself, "This actually did happen." Yeah, uh, and it's incredible that it, that yeah, he could even go 
near a bloody um, racetrack again. No, and interestingly, but it's I think we see it. Um, I think we see it in a. In Russia, I forgot now because I've seen so many documentaries about the season. Um, when he was leading up to the race, be- before the actual German cry got in the car, some guy signed it um, and-, and he said, uh, oh, "Can you put the date moment, in it?" it? Yeah, he said, "Oh, because it might be the last one you ever sign," and that did actually happen yeah. uh, as well. That's awful. I mean, that is just so cold that that just highlights the the dangers that they face, doesn't it? Does, it? I mean, yeah. to say that to one of them, I mean, Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, arsehole. Uh, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but the race is. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed this race. I thought this race again because well, you're waiting. The, is the, 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 the last race, the Japanese point. Grand Prix. Or no, um, the, the Italian the Grand Prix. Race. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Italian. It was a really good, really good. Because you thought what what I liked is they kind of you kind of thought. Oh no, he's lost it, hasn't he? You know what I mean? But, yeah, Louder. because you know, if it was a film, if it was, for instance, Days of Thunder. There you go. The first sign of an accident, or Top Gun, the first sign of an accident. After Goose dies, he gets back in the plane again, then he stops. Doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't get any better than yeah. this. You know, I could easily have gone off track, glamorized it, and then done that. But they they just stuck to the facts, which is, as you say, when you've got someone passionate um, who wants to show the world how brave both of these people are and the rivalry between these people, they um, stuck to real life. Um, I think that's great and. He went on, and there was a few accidents, and he got through it, and I think he finished fourth, didn't he, in that yeah, race? Yeah, 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 just basically missing the pole, which is fantastic. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Hunt ended up going out. Um, Hunt started at the back at the Italian Grand Prix. The reason why, there was a, something wrong with his fuel, even though the fuel was, like, pretty much standard. The, uh, yeah. it was the, it was the, I believe it was the Italian marshals or someone that didn't, that said there was something wrong with the fuel. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so, so uh, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, which is interesting. But you can't take yeah. away from, uh, you cannot take away from the fact that, once again, you don't need to make things up because this actually happened, as we were saying. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. you just need to, as you said, you just need to follow the facts. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. for, for the story, and um, obviously, Nicky Lauda finishes fourth, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, it, it was just incredible. Yeah, it really was. So the next race is the last race. Yeah, I mean, it? there's a couple of races in between in real life, but the next race we see, the Japanese Grand Prix, and I think the first thing, and um, we see the tension, like James Hunt in the hotel in the morning waking up. Um, he said he actually hardly had any sleep that night, and then we see the raindrops, yeah. so we're almost simulating the German Grand Prix, you know, yeah. the way the rain was coming down. It's strange. Are you on a toilet by any chance? No, 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 I keep on moving. My, my seat is really uncomfortable. If you're on a toilet, you can confess it's absolutely fine. I think uh, you're no. doing amazing podcasting from the toilet. Uh, that, I tell you what, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. We'll do that on the next one. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it, it's strange how fate has it that uh, the last race for them and it is pissing down the rain again. It is, is it outside? Your house? Oh, no, no it, I mean in the film. Okay. In the film. I actually, Jesus. <laughs> I'm God, I, you, I, actually, I, I actually opened up the curtains and went, really? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's been, uh, ladies, the weather's been a bit rubbish in Britain over here at the moment. So. Well, yeah, I mean, compared with what it's been like everywhere else, say America, the snow and uh, oh, that's true. That's true. hurricanes and stuff like that, I think we've got away quite lightly. Uh, in hindsight, I think, I think we have. I think we have. <laughs> we have. We just got a bit wet. So, yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll shut up. up. It is raining on the last race. <laughs> it is. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe we did that, but never mind. Um, yes, um, the Japanese Grand Prix, it's, it's raining, raining harder than Germany. Before the race starts, James and Nicky obviously acknowledge each other, give a friendly wave and nod as the race goes on. Obviously, um, uh, Do you think that was out of respect or out of fear 
or what, what do you think that was? I don't know. I think Nicky Lauder was, in a funny way, he was a lot. He was braver to stop the race than to carry on. I think it took more guts to stop. Yeah, but, but I mean, I completely agree with that. Yeah, but when, when they kind of uh, acknowledge each other at the start of the race, um, Lauder was obviously looking at James Hunt. Yes. Um, and do you think that was out of fear of racing, fear of of losing the the world championship because he was world number one at the time, or fear of driving, or or, or do you think that was just a mark of respect? I think both it was, I, th- I think the film was telling you it was a mark of respect. I think they're yeah. both rivals. They've got both got to this point. Uh, one of them's going to win the world championship. I think they respect each other. I think Nicky Lauda t- now takes James seriously, saying, "Actually, you are that as good as you, yeah. you, you know." You know, and, and I think so that was three it. points different at the time, wasn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, was. to finish was it James Hunt had to finish third, but that was once Lauda went out, wasn't yeah, it? Once Lauda went out, James Hunt had to, had to finish third to guarantee him the world championship. And obviously, when Lauda went out. <coughs> It wasn't guaranteed, was it? Because um, uh, no, J- when James... you see the rain from the driver's point of view, I mean, how they can actually drive? I mean, they're following the red light at the back of the car, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Um, it's just incredible. Even these days, when you actually see them, because obviously you've got the, the equivalent of the, the on-board cameras, and you get a certain um, point of view of how I don't know how these drivers can see in these conditions with the spray coming up from the back of the cars. It's absolutely incredible. It is amazing. It, yeah, it is absolutely amazing how they can see. Um, um, and that really comes down to how well you know the track and things like that. And the things we don't think about when it's that wet is every, just like the road, <coughs> every circuit is going to have places where there's going to be puddles. Yeah? And yeah. When, when a wet tyre goes across these puddles, it will sometimes displace all the water. But if it's raining more, that puddle will be bigger or that puddle will be smaller next time you come around. It very rarely stays exactly the same, the track. So it's always a gamble. Can I put the power on here? Can I not? Do I break here? If I do, I'm going to slide, you know? And it, you're always on edge. Your eyes are on stalks almost. I mean, Martin Bundle said basically. In the 70s, I mean, <coughs> I don't know if you know the answer to this, but were the cars faster back in the 70s to what mm. they are now? No, no. They're, they're faster now. Um, simply because uh, the aerodynamics, really, more than anything else, have come so so much uh, that, that that the big thing, Formula One, the biggest difference between then and now is not the straight line speed; it's the corners. F1 cars can go so fast now in corners; they really are upside down planes more so than them because the aerodynamics has got so advanced. Right. So, I mean, you so could the have, what a engine size would they be going on there then? Um, engine the size. I mean, in terms of straight line speed. There's, uh, I mean, the, the, today's F1 cars are probably faster, um, but in terms of trailers, there's not, um, when you actually compare the two, once they've both got their top speed, there's, there's, not, the, there's not a massive, massive amount of difference. You'd be surprised as, of how small the difference actually is. Oh, okay. It's just I just the, wondered. Cause... Yeah, it's just the braking and it's just the corners. I mean, an F1 car, in theory, could drive upside down with the amount of downforce it's creating. I say in theory. Yeah, they say if it went into a tunnel, it could drive yeah. upside down. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's basically the big, the braking distances and the cornering is the biggest difference between then and now. Yeah, so. well, I mean, I, I, as you say, I mean, they do race um, for a few laps. I'm not too sure which lap it is that um, Alder decides to retire. But no, it's very near I, the beginning, I, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I think it's a really, it's a great thing that he retires. I mean, it, and it goes back to what he was saying um, on his honeymoon when he was speaking to his wife that. Yeah. Now he's found like a, a partner. Now he's found love. That it's it's his weakness, isn't it? And that really comes apparent 
um, when he's racing, uh, what he's been through and what he's got to lose. I know, I know, and, and you kind of understand why he did it. You know, I mean, I mean nothing is more important in your life. You know, not no, even this. No. But, Especially when you've got something to live for as well, yeah. like he has. Yeah, but, but funny enough, James Hunt really didn't at the time. And, and I liked him, uh, the, the, the different flashback with James Hunt, basically. Because what happened is he had to come in to change his tyres. He pretty much had a puncher. He'd burnt yeah. his wets out. They told him to come in. He, he didn't come in. Lap after lap. And he had, a few, he had a handful of laps left. He thought he'd lost the World Championship at that point. So he thought, I've got nothing to lose. I might as well go out and see what happens, basically. You know? Yeah. What um, did make me laugh when I watched this was how long a pit stop took. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it, it did. I mean, even, but even back in the early 90s, they were like 10, 11 seconds, weren't they? And now it's so quick. Yeah, it's about three seconds now, isn't it? But it was just so funny when they're sitting in the car for ages, seeing if, or he, at one point, he was sitting there looking at his, uh, his wing mirror, which nowadays you probably can't see anything out of, no. to see if um, Nicky Lauder's pulled out of the pits. Yeah. yeah. And they were lifting the car up by hand. I mean, it's just incredible. I've, what an operation it was then to compare to how it is now when they can get it done change a, a front nose cone as well and all four tyres in literally probably about five seconds so yeah no absolutely um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and after the pistol obviously he goes and he you know he ends up he does end up finishing third how, or fourth sorry or whatever but the school board says he plays fifth initially the school was, was wrong well? was yeah that, that, that did just... happen yeah when James Hunt got in he thought he'd lost the world championship when he drove in so that was true he thought oh I did my best I've lost it and um, however when they were collating it they actually worked out he'd passed all these cars and he'd finished third um, he had no knob on his gear stick either did he no no which must have really hurt it must have killed him. Yeah, yeah. It must have done. And they showed at one point that all the blood on his glove, didn't they? Where he's changing gear. Yeah, uh, and it was a really, really tense race. And uh, I mean, I mean, obviously James Hunt wins his world championship, and that was the only world championship he won. Um, I think a lot of people said that he kind of like lost his drive after winning that one championship, which happens to some people, doesn't it? Yeah, which is <coughs> kind of like the tragedy, really, of the whole film that it's kind of built up through the film that. that he wants to win it, and that is his drive. He wants the, the step up from Formula 3 to Formula 1. He gets it. He wants a, another car, and he, he fights so hard to get with McLaren. Yeah. Um, and then he does win the World Championship, and then he, uh, as he kind of says in the film, when he has that conversation, um, and kind of uh, louder commentates at the end, that he lost his drive, and he went back to doing what he did best, was partying and drinking and things like that. And I think it's really, really sad that he does that and that it's such a a talent wasted and the conversation he has at the airport um where he's louder still driving and he goes on to win another world championship after that doesn't he yeah that it goes to show the drive that louder's got and that it's just such a waste and i think out, out of any sad. of it, it I, think, sad, I yeah. think yeah i think hunt comes across as um possibly maybe a weaker person i don't know if that's the right word but um, and Lauda's just got so much more drive. I mean, it's just such a, a shame to see a weight of talent when they that they kind of risk their life every I time mean, they get in a yeah, car and him to stop doing it. I almost, I, I, I almost see um, uh, James Hunt being the George Best of Formula One, almost. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just, I, I just thought because I didn't know the backstory of um, James Hunt, and when he never went on to win another world championship, I mean. Was that because did Lauda take a year out after that, or did, oh, no, after that Lauda, season he lost? 
I'd allowed it took a, a couple of years later, I think, allowed it took a year out uh, to work on his louder airline properly, to, like, to do it hard. Right. And then he came back, I think, to the McLaren team and won a championship again. Um, and that, and that, that was when his uh, teammate was Alan Prost, the young Alan oh, Prost, okay. when he came back. But yeah, yeah so, so he did take a year out and came back. And it, louder said he only really came back to make more money, <laughs> to make more money for his oh, airline. Really? Apparently, yeah, he's he's been quoted as saying that. I, mean, I think surely you can't come back for that. I think you missed it as well. So, yeah, he he must have. But um, but no, it's 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 really really good. I mean, it just the, the way the characters are so different, and even the ending, the fact that I don't know whether Hunt takes it for granted. I really don't know. Do you think he takes everything for granted? It Is does. that why he kind it of does. stopped? I think he, I think he did take it for granted. I think he lost his drive to win. He liked the Playboy lifestyle, which you saw the difference between him and Lauda in the planes. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it was sad that obviously James Hunt died of a heart attack at the age of forty-five. Um, yeah, nothing is it. Yeah, I mean, he commentated on Formula One with uh, Mike Walker, didn't he? In the in the early, in the early nineties yeah. before he died. So um, yeah, it was and, nice seeing the shots of um, James Hunt there as well. The actual original footage from yeah. From his racing and from um, when he was commentating as well, I thought that was great, and it and it and it kind of showed that Hemsworth really did play the part well, didn't it? He did. He played it. He played it brilliantly. I think he's t- I think he's outshone by how good Daniel Brawl was, but you can't yeah. take it. You can't take it away from Hemsworth. How good? How good? It, how how good he was? Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. I mean, I, I thought. I, I just thought it was a superb film, and it was really really good to watch it again. It still had that tension. I mean. For me, the the best part of the film was when Lauda was in the car with the two uh, Italian guys, <laughs> um, and they were actually um, they were going crazy and they were going proper fanboy about he was in the car. So, uh, and I just love that, especially the fact that the reason why they stopped was because they saw Nicky Lauda, not some stunning, attractive woman standing by the side of the road. That was uh, such a good twist, wasn't it? Yeah, I just thought that was so so funny. Um, but yeah, I just thought the whole film was great. I thought the acting was superb. It was written really well, and it was really informative as well, as well as entertaining. So, uh, and you don't really get that in a lot of uh, a lot of kind of documentaries. I mean, it's the same as and it's completely different. But the same as the King of Kong. I mean, that, that was actual footage as well. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but again, that was really informative into a world that hardly anyone knows about. I mean, if you want to listen to that podcast, the King of Kong, it's um, it's on iTunes and on Twitter, and that was really interesting. It was really funny as well because it's such a geeky world and it was a sneak into preview into this geeky world of Donkey Kong. And this was, if you're not a Formula One fan, uh, a glimpse into 1970s, um, the risks and the, the values of people's life of Formula One, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. But um, but yeah, I'll give the film, um, I'll give it four and a half out of five. Oh. I thought it was a really, really good film. Really good film. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving it. If I could give it a six, I would. This is this is my favourite film we've ever reviewed. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably because I like Formula One. Uh, I like McLaren. I like James Hunt so much. And, well, better and, than Sweeney. But only just. Only a bunch of cigarette paper. <laughs> Christ, that was the, that was such a horrible film, wasn't it? That was um, a low point. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was the low point of the podcast for all of us, I think. Cause, uh, we reviewed it at Nim's house, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think we've ever been asked back, have we? No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but, but yeah, uh, scary stuff. Scary, scary. But I'm giving it, I'm giving it a five out of five. For me, the best, my favourite film we've reviewed so far. 
Oh, is there any? I take it there's no worse bits in this film for you. Yeah, it was just the CGI bit. The CGI bit, I did well, the best bit. I, I just like the whole film. Um, the, the tension. I liked. I mean, if I was going to say a best bit, probably how good Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Bull were uh, playing their characters. It wouldn't have worked otherwise if they couldn't have nailed it, and, and they did. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a it's a great film. I definitely recommend it, even if you're not a Formula One fan. I'm pretty sure you will enjoy this film. You'll just get, yeah, you'll get something out of it. Absolutely. And you keep thinking back that this actually happened. And uh, if, you, if you don't enjoy the film, you'll appreciate the two drivers anyway, uh, and the acting. So, uh, yeah, it's a great film. It is. It is. Uh, there we go. We have no idea. Uh, watch out for the Twitter. For the Twitter, what film uh, What we will, be, will we will be doing next after this. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what film we're going to do next, actually. I spoke to... Um, I saw young Graham today. Um, and he hasn't got a clue of what film to do, so I think we'll just pluck one out of the air, whether it's going to be I, I, a... I, I, I've got an idea, I'll tell you after, I'll tell you after the show, I'll tell you after the show. Uh, well, I'm intrigued. It's, and a, bad, also... it's a bad one, it's a really bad one, though. It's, it's oh, going it? to be, oh, it's, it's possibly worse than the Sweeney. Is it worse than Bitch Slap that we did? No. Because, okay, I mean, bits, I, I, kind of, I kind of wish, I hope, that Bitch Slap was going to be so bad it was funny, but it wasn't even that. Do you know what I mean? No, it was just so bad. But it, it, was, uh, it, it was interesting at the end of the day. It was, uh, it was an experience. Yeah. I know we never get that time back. No. We've also got our sister podcast of Flaro. We've done, obviously, episode 10. Um, I've been very sneaky, and I've watched the next couple of episodes. Um, and annoyingly, it's not actually, is that a word, annoyingly? It is now. It is now. For the podcast, it is now. Um, The UK haven't actually started showing any of them yet, have they? I don't know. I think they might have shown one, but I'll have to look. I'll have to double check. They've shown the first... Yeah, I'll I'll have a look. I'll I'll check. Having said that, uh, um, there is going to be um, a Flash and Supergirl crossover. Really? So I've heard, yeah. Giggity, giggity. They'll be airing, I think, in America in March, I'm told. Oh, hopefully we'll actually get episode 10 by then. But That'd be good. there is so much to talk about. Uh, we must get together and uh, we will. We must. We the must. next couple of episodes because uh, there's an awful part in Arrow involving uh, Felicity. And oh. uh, I really need to get it off my chest. I wasn't a speech about it at work the other day, but uh, I didn't have time. But it's just really, really tropey and really bad. So uh, That's what we, I love. We need I love to it. get that flower done um, <laughs> just so I can... Uh, have my therapy and get it off my chest that is a oh, that, okay we'll get we'll, 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 the next podcast out will more than likely then be Flaro and then the next Excellent. film so well that's the uh, the checkered flag of this podcast oh yes see you later boys and girls excellent thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed it of course he didn't listen to me for James one world title was enough he had proved what he needed to prove himself and anyone who doubted him and two years later he retired when I saw him next in London seven years later me as champion again him as broadcaster he was barefoot on a bicycle with a flat tire still living each day like his last when I heard he died aged 45 of a heart attack I wasn't surprised I was just sad. People always think of us as rivals. But he was among the very few I liked. And even fewer that I respected. He remains the only person I envied.